Welcome to the PT Trainer Podcast, where I, Ollie, reconnect with old students, find out where their career's gone since taking their qualification, find out the lessons they've learned and how we can apply them to future personal training careers. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, mate. So what we're going to do, Alex, is we're just going to discuss your career from you qualifying around about 18 months ago to where you are now. So yep. firstly, obviously, you know more about yourself than I do about you. So if you could give the listeners a quick introduction to you, Alex Kent, the PT. Um, yeah, so I qualified about 18 months ago um, with Ollie um, doing level three PT in. And prior to that, I was also in, I did a three-year course in uni studying sport and exercise nutrition. Um, when I sort of left uni, I really didn't know what to do and I wanted to sort of apply my trade. And I thought for me, personal training was sort of the way to go. Um, I wanted to be able to, to like apply what I knew, be able to work in a gym environment. And because it's like mainly like sport was something I really enjoyed. So for me, going to personal training was sort of that way forward. Um, so yeah, went went to find you, did a little was it five week course, and uh, yeah, now I'm here. Five so weeks in the classroom, little yeah. yeah, yeah, it was five weeks solid in that classroom. Um, yeah, and then I went ended up working in after that DW after, and now I work in a independent gym with myself and my friend Sam. Um, in this little like little garage gym basically, and my business is called A Plus Nutrition. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Let's um, jump back a bit. So obviously you were at university before you went to, well, before you joined me in the classroom. Um, did you do any jobs before that? Like any little, little jobs here and there or anything like that? Um, <laughs> well, I used to work as a waiter part-time, but I also did like um, an internship as well during my third year. Um, the main thing sort of I did in that internship was working with the, uh, it, was, it was Heartbeat Rugby. And we worked with them, like uh, we did like nutrition for traveling because they had a tournament in Qatar and South Africa. So one of the things that we had to do was create sort of like infographs and sort of nutritional advice around, um, you know, like what, what you can eat, when you can eat it, around like the flights and stuff, like what travel food essentials that you need to bring, when you can, what you can bring to like the flights and stuff. And then we also did like when it was actually like nutrition days and stuff, we talked about like and worked with like what they can eat for like competitions and stuff. And obviously with Africa and Qatar, obviously they're like really hot places. So their sort of nutritional needs are going to change as well as that and playing rugby sevens, that's going to be quite tough. So that was probably like one of the main highlights I did in terms of like sort of applied sort of work on the side. Uh, but other than that, I'd never really, we did little bits and bobs in uni with uh, people and stuff like, you know, interviews and like working with their actual clients, but they were just like, like students and stuff so it wasn't really it was like a taste for it but it wasn't you know like the full get like a new client you have no clue who this person is and you know work with them like in that sort of way so there was a I did have like some taste of it and like I really enjoyed it and I really just wanted to like that to like carry on but I wanted like that real real thing so that's sort of what spurred me on to then like go off after. Cool you said you were a waiter as well what well, um yeah how long was that for? Oh, like four years I was a waiter. Yeah, part-time, or the whole time I was part-time because I did it around my college and then my uni life. And in I would the transfer same, up. In the same uh, restaurant? 
Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a beef eater restaurant, but I was able to transfer. I live in Bristol, and Hartbury's well from Gloucester. That's where I used to transfer up to. So yes. I used to in the summer I used to work in Bristol, and then I used to transfer up to the one up in Gloucester, um, and I used to cycle back to and forth like from them in the summer and the winter months. Um, didn't enjoy any moment of it. <laughs> like I, it it was literally just money to get me rent and money just to get me through and just to be able to buy essentials and stuff but other than that i i hated it <laughs> was there any but sort of like would you say now you're a pt was there any anything in that that sort of has transferred into being a pt yeah i hate to say it but i can tolerate people quite well um <laughs> it, it was a lot of times when you're a waiter you do see like some of the rough sides of people there was, you know, you get like the good customers and you get these like very impatient customers and having to like abide by their needs. And obviously every day you're going to get different tables with different people with different occasions. You get like, you know, birthdays. It could just literally be a meal, just a random meal out with a family. It could just be like two couples out. And you have to like really adapt to like each table with like, you know, okay, this could be like a party. I'm going to have to be a bit more like, you know, a little bit more like outgoing. Whereas like with this one, this table like wants to be a bit more quiet. So, you know, just stay a bit more relaxed with them. And it, you're doing this like fast pace with like six, six, seven other tables at the same time, obviously delivering their food over and stuff. And it was like a lot of input. I think one of the main things was like my communication skills with like people and different types of people. That was probably one of the biggest things like I had to like, that that's like transferred from there to into my work now, really. That was definitely the biggest thing I could take out of it. That's awesome because that is quite similar to personal training where you might have, I don't know, four, five, six clients in a row and each one's got a different goal, got a different personality type, reacts differently to different things. You get someone that loves exercising and then you might have someone that hates exercising and you're sort of like their their sort of like frenemy as it were. But no, that's, yeah, that's, that definitely. sounds pretty cool. You see one, one thing that I think not a mistake I made personally, but I came into the industry from 16 and I've been in it now for, well, 15 years. And uh, I never did any work anywhere else. Mm. Well, there's, that's a lie. Yeah. I, I did work at shoe for two weeks, but I got sacked and that's a different story. <laughs> But now, <laughs> but I never did anything to get those tran- transferable skills. And I've noticed that people that had sort of like a restaurant job or even working in a local supermarket, there's some sort of like people skills that you can pick up there that are just super, super valuable. And that sounds like that's what happened for you. Yeah, I think like a big aspect of PT and as much as it's sort of like that applied side with, you know, like resistance training and like knowledge and sort of stuff it's also the soft skills that are just as important and probably even more important like if you got like a client who wants to go and you know become shredded wheat or whatever you know you've got that side but then it's also like being able to communicate that to them and being able to like hit those like spots is like just as important as well so yeah having those like transferable skills or those soft skills are like really important and that's one of the most that's one of the things i've also learned probably one of the most important parts of my job as well is that i definitely agree like if you can sort of like if you're working in like a tesco or just like in a waiter like a waiting job or bar like really just like learn like take these communication skills in and really learn them because yeah you will get a little bit of a head start from it as well i do find you do like and take that way Mm. yeah it's also sort of like dealing with 
not complaints. I don't think many personal trainers deal with complaints, but you can deal with resistance in a gym. And so if you've experienced that somewhere before, that, that can be pretty useful as, as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So obviously you, you did your degree, which was in, in nutrition, is that right? Yeah, sport nutrition. Cool. So sport nutrition. And then was there, an, a, a, like you mentioned, that that sort of led you to want to work with the general public and that's why you came into personal training. Was there a moment where you were going to do something different after that degree or was, was PT the only sort of direction? Um, there was a few options. Main thing for me was like I had the option of going on to do my master's or, um, you know, taking like a year off and trying to find some like applied work and stuff. And for me, like educate, I was done with education. Like I, I really just wanted like a, a normal job for a while and just actually like, earn some money for a bit and actually just get that real experience. Um, I did have, a, when I was looking for like jobs and stuff, one of the main things I found was there wasn't really any jobs that would suit me. I, I obviously like some, one of them was working with like athletes and sports, but going into sort of like, if you want to work with like athletes of teams, it can be a little bit hit or miss. Like you can, like, it's very much like you could make it. It's more about like who you know, really. And if you know someone who can get you in there, then great. But then there could be also like, there could also be like the case of where you might not necessarily get in. Or if you do get in, you might have to like work for free for a while and not really get paid that much and stuff like that. And for me, that was like quite, like, I just couldn't find anything that just sort of, tick that box for me and I really learned for uni that for me it was actually like the general population I wanted to work with more so than athletes so I was like you know what like personal training is definitely that's when I just sort of came to the conclusion like you know personal training definitely works for me like that's the sort of job I will probably see yeah. me more so, so yeah there were, yeah there was quite a few like couple of options like a supplement jobs as well but even then they didn't really sort of like they Again, it was just not really like, it's like, I don't really want to just work with just supplements. Like I would want, I want to do everything else that comes with that, you know? So yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't too much in terms of like options and like for me, but that's where like, I was like, well, why not create a business that I can sort of preach that with and become like sort of self-employed with it as well at the same time. So that was like, of never big reasons why I was like opening up that business and becoming self-employed. It was just, that just sort of like, yeah, I want to give that a go. So and here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I um I went through a similar thing actually, where I I I did a strength conditioning degree and had some experience in sort of various clubs, rugby, football, basketball, mm. and um, don't get me wrong, like I'm really grateful for those experiences, but. You're right. They they are a bit hit or miss, and they're not as glamorous as they as you think they're going to be. And yeah. actu actually, being in control of your own work, work pattern and deciding what you do and when you do it, and to an extent, eventually who you work with, is actually much more satisfying for me personally. And it sounds like that's kind of like mm. what it's what it's like for you. Yeah, definitely. I self employment was a weird one to go into for me. Like I was very used to, you know, be here at this time, manager tells you what to do and you do it. Whereas obviously with being self-employed, it's, it's all down to you. It's, you know, if you coming into work and you're feeling tired or drained, it's down to you to like, you know, try and sort that out. And if you need like a day off, it's for you to like sort that out. Or if you're going to work however many hours each day, it's for you to 
work out if you can do that much hours and stuff like that. And it, it can be challenging to start off with, but when you get used to it, it's actually really, I, I agree with you there, where it's very fulfilling and it's, it's, you do feel a lot more free with your work and having that like control with what you, what, what you can do is, it's just really nice. Actually. I really enjoy being self-employed. It's probably one of the, well, it's probably say actually one of the most scariest decisions I've made. Cause it was kind of like almost like a step into the unknown. I was like, Oh my God, like, I got to like sort out business and then training people and like, and then sort out like the money and my income and like when I work and et cetera, et cetera. But actually as you go along with it, it actually, it just works out for itself. And you yeah. just have, you just, I, I, I can't imagine now like actually working underneath someone again. Like I'm just like, you know, I, I enjoy being my own manager. Like I really enjoy it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I always like, um, occasionally get the worry. I'm like, God, what if, um, what if no one else wants a personal training course? And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll get that fear and out of nowhere, another two or three mm. people turn up and they're awesome and they want, they want, want me to do what I do. And so it's quite, it's quite funny. That sort of fear creeps along every so often, but he's, yeah, quickly, it does. he's quickly bashed out the way. There um, was one time actually when I'm sorry. Yeah. There was one I time can't. when I was working and um, I remember like, I, I was literally like, I was, I was getting really stressed out because there's like, I kind of need this like one more client because I need to make ends meet right now. And that's really stressful. And I was like, like stood there just like, oh man, like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I've been doing this, this and this. And I was stood at reception and I was chatting, to, I was actually chatting to someone about it and just said, they were like, oh, how are you getting on? And I'm just like, I'm a bit stressed out and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And as I was doing that, I'm like, with no word of a lie, just some random dude just walks up to the reception and was like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a personal trainer. <laughs> and it was just like wow like I was was not even expecting that like I've been going out all this time like onto the gym and stuff like trying to find a client and then the moment I'm just like oh, I can't find it or can't you know there's no one coming and then suddenly it just literally just walks towards me as if it was like this gift or like something just comes towards mm -hmm. me and I was like yes <laughs> like <laughs> fine thank you <laughs> like <laughs> I remember um I worked at David Lloyd for a bit years and years ago, um, very early in my career. And I had a similar situation and they kept putting me on the Sunday shift. And I stood there thinking like, no one is here on a Sunday. What is going on? And I'm just leaning on the desk. Look, probably looked like a complete slob. Got a coffee in my hand, just waiting for the hours to tick by. I'd been engaging with people all week, doing like seminars and stuff like that. And I was in a similar situation. I just needed like one or two more people just, just to really sort of like light the fire a bit more. This guy yeah. walks up the stairs in that gym and he um, comes over to me and he's like, oh, I'm interested in personal training. And my response to that point was like, oh, okay, I'll book you into a taster. And he's like, no, 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 I need to book in for personal training. Otherwise I won't do it. I was like, okay, mate, well, how, how often do you want it? When do you want it? He's like, right, I, I want 6.30 till 7.30. Monday to Friday, five days a week. And I was like, you want five sessions a week? I was like, wow. I bet like the relief just came into you and you're just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like <laughs> just like you, you have no idea what you've just done for me. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when you're early on in your PT career. Um, I think, I think that would have sort of pushed me at that point from like 15 sessions a week to 20. Uh, something something like that but at some points that can double your 
business, someone turning up like that. And you're like, whoa, this has changed things. Cause I thought I wasn't doing very well and I was putting all this effort in, but actually like this effort has just been stored. And like, we talk yeah. about luck, but luck is just when opportunity and hard work meets. Like, I don't believe yeah. that those things will happen to the guy that's been picking his ass in the office all week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely agree with you there. Like it, I, I do think like there's some cases where there is like that sort of self responsibility of like having, you know, is you've got to go out there and it is going to be, you know, it's not going to be great all the time. You know, not every single person you're going to talk to is going to want that PT, but just that one moment or like that one place you could be stood at within the gym, like proximity. And that could be the client that you just need. And that's when, you know, all that worry is just suddenly gone just in that moment, like just right there. And it's, it is, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, it's not really luck. It's just like, you know, you've done it all. And then suddenly it's like, here it is. It's come to you now. Here's your reward for it. Yeah, yeah. No, 100% agree with you there. An old mentor of mine, he used to say like, you are not that special, Ollie. And because I, I always used to think like, oh, people come to me because it's me and they want personal training with me. And it's like, you're not that special. Sometimes some people will just walk up those stairs if there's stairs to that gym. And you'll just be the one there at that moment. So you've got to remove your ego. You're not that special. They just wanted personal training. You happen to be there. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there's a few kind of lessons spilling off there that you've learned since you've become a personal trainer. Is there any sort of like real big lessons that you've learned in the last 18 months going from qualifying to, to where you are now with the garage gym business, which sounds pretty cool? Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest things and definitely recent, like quite recently I've sort of learned is really like have like really have belief and like faith in what you do and in your, and more importantly in, in yourself. Um, though it was like, for me, like I always sort of had that, like, you know, the, the knowledge and that was something that even like when we're doing the training course, sort of like was all the knowledge, but it's actually like, you know, how do you apply that knowledge and bringing out that personality with it? And there's sometimes where you can really just doubt yourself about it. And then when you doubt yourself, that's when your performance goes down and that's when your business goes down with it. Um, and I've really learned that actually you need to have like that faith, not in just yourself, but like your products and what you provide to people um, and your knowledge as well. Because if you don't have that like faith or belief in that, then it's not going to work. And that was like one of the biggest lessons I learned. It's kind of like, it's not, Obviously, that will come like to play with like, you know, you can gain the knowledge and that will help with that. But you really need to just believe in yourself, really, with it. Otherwise, yeah, it just won't work. Like, yeah. um, ever since I've started doing that, I've noticed that even like my work has just improved. And like, I feel like I like I want I want to get up and just do my job. And every day I do my job, I really enjoy it and stuff. And it is just like, you know, really preach it and put yourself out there for it. That was definitely one of the biggest lessons I sort of learned is just have that sort of faith in yourself, really. Yeah, because if, if you don't have that, you can't expect others to either, can you? No, no. And if you don't have it in yourself and you're training your client, you're, you won't realise it. But like, you know, if you're like thinking, oh, man, like, you know, my product's not that great or like I don't really know much, you end up like what you're thinking will then be outputted out. And then the quality of like the, your client's training or whatever you're providing them decreases and that's when you lose it. And then that's going to make you feel a lot worse about yourself. If you have that belief and like think, you know what, what I do is right. What I do works. And that's then getting outputted. 
you'll see that in your clients as well and in yourself and you'll see your clients improve with it because then you're able to then like preach that out a lot more and then give them that like sort of belief as well in themselves so it's kind of weird like i say that but yeah it's one of the biggest things is just having that like just belief in myself really and just do it like yeah i agree with what you're saying there like sometimes like our thoughts and our feelings are only this far away from our mouth so whatever we believe mm. think and feel is is probably gonna come out of it at some point and if you've got that sort of like i guess that doubt in yourself it is going to become apparent and it's you know it's not very attractive on a business level to doubt yourself i mean on the flip side it's mm. also not very attractive to be overly confident in yourself but but to be you know quietly in belief with yourself your views and your message that's that's a very attractive thing that people will want to be a part of yeah i completely agree that's that's pretty awesome um why do people get personal training from from alex why would the usual person come to you is there a certain goal is there a certain reason is there like a referral scheme have you just not stopped calling them what's happened (laughs) um hmm. i think for me what i stand out with is not only like not only is it like the personal training but is that like nutrition side and like i bring best of both out of it i'm able to i i'm very much about like as much as it's training you know telling people what to eat it's also like educating them and like bringing them that like long-term like stability with it and i i i will like all of it like together because as much as it's training people i want also people to be able to have it for like the long run you know in like 10 years time say if you haven't got alex as your pt um but i want you to be able to still you know train eat well and have that long-term stability with it and i think that's why like a lot of people sort of come to me um a lot of it as well comes from like sort of social media as well if you're sort of looking at like it coming and attracting to you um i for me, like my social media is a lot more nutritiony. I do put some training stuff, but I do keep it a lot more nutritiony. Um, and like that's what sort of attracts people towards me. And it's sort of just getting yourself out there on social media. And if you can, if you are working in the gym, it's also like just getting yourself sort of out there. But yeah, sort of like for me, it was like sort of, I feel like it's like a lot of it's like my product, but also then how you output that product as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're, it's amazing how many um, personal trainers still just train people, like kind of like mm. 1990s personal training, turning up, putting them on the treadmill, putting them through a few burpees and stuff like that. It's like really, and I, I hope you'd agree, but most of the people that I've trained up, it tends to be more of a, oh, I hate to use the term, but like some sort of just a coach really a lifestyle coach which involves training nutritional knowledge etc and you know good communication skills and things like that because when i round the gyms and things like that i do i do see that there's still just a lot of this like almost like dictatorship personal training going on which i yeah. don't know if i don't know if it's really necessary anymore because you you can get someone so cheaply online to sort of take care of your fitness in a large group these days that that's just not very attractive. Um, so going back to your course, uh, was there anything you didn't learn on that course that you wish you did? 
I, I, for me, I kind of wish we went, we touched upon it a little bit, but I kind of wish we went through a little bit more about creating a business mm. and sort of what that involves and, you know, like what you need for it, getting the product and like knowing your market and then how do you market that back out? I, and like, you know, things like knowing your, knowing like your prices, your products and then how are you then going to get people to pay for that? I kind of wish that was some one thing I kind of wish we sort of touched upon a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think that's where a lot of people actually kind of struggle. Sort of when they sort of have like, you know, the, they're quite crewed up with like the training and stuff, you know, because at the end of the day, like if, you, if you're a personal trainer and you don't really like training, then why are you doing that job in the first place? Yeah. But it, it's like that is the business side that can be quite hard and it can be quite intimidating at the same time. That's what that was one of the areas that I kind of wish that we did a little touch upon a little bit more. But then at the same time, you do sort of you do learn it as you sort of go along anyway. So it's kind of like yeah, I know. What you mean. Of, it, yeah, it kind of works out in the end, doesn't it? But I know what you mean. There's um, obviously weirdly the personal training courses are very different. Well, what I do now is very different than what what I did with you previously. Especially now, it's all on on zoom and things like this and a, a lot of one-to-one so things can be adapted to the individual um but it is interesting that there's a phase in the sort of classroom-based personal training course which covid might have solved to be fair where you learn a lot of stuff that you already know <laughs> yeah. like I, I know how to train i wouldn't i wouldn't have come here if i didn't have an interest in training you're, you're totally correct it's just it's a strange it's a strange thing we spend a lot of time on on what you know whereas there's this big like gray area over here which is yeah. you know sometimes not that exciting to speak about like i'm really interested in sort of like the business side of personal training in the fitness industry but i think when someone's first qualifying it can take them a few steps and a few nudges to realize the the value in yeah. knowing, knowing your market knowing who you're going to advertise to and, and things like that yeah, for me, like when I started, I didn't really know much of that. Like I had one of my first clients I had, they were just on sort of like pay as you go. Um, and I didn't really know, I, like my market, I sort of knew my market a little bit. Like that client definitely like met my market now, but I didn't really know my product. And because it was on pay as you go, for instance, like there wasn't that, like it, it was very easy for them just to say, I'm not going to turn up this week. Yeah. because they haven't paid and it's like well i can't really do much about it whereas if they're you know say paying in like a blocks and paying you direct debit say they're going to be more likely then to turn up for it and yeah. just little things like that was like a those early mistakes that i made but then i make sure not to do that like anymore and it's sort of like you know i explain to them why it's better for them to like you know you can be better off doing it like this as opposed to doing it like this and just sort of knowing that like product and how you're going to get people paying stuff. And like, you know, once you've sort of sold yourself and they're like, yeah, I'm interested in PTing with you. There's also that business side of it as well. Cause if you can't, then if you like, um, my product is sort of like this and it's sort of like this and it's not like straight to the point, like, you know, this is the products, this is like the different blocks we have. This is what the different offers you get, blah, blah, blah. And like, you're just straight to the point it just helps with that whole service. It's not only like, okay, this guy knows his stuff. This guy's also got like a very good sort of business model with him as well. And it gives the clients like that, like comfort with it. And that was like one of my, my early mistakes that I made with it was just not really establishing that solid 
or like solidified product really yeah it's it's a funny one isn't it early on in personal training the one that is one lesson that you do tend to learn isn't it that you just need to know your service and your product and what you do inside out how much it costs how it happens this is how I present it to you and things like that. Sometimes you'll speak to people and be like, well, how much do you cost? Well, on a Tuesday, it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's not really great. Um, you talked about like knowing your clients. So who is your sort of like ideal client to work with? I, I like to say I've got quite a bit of a variety going on, you know. Um, I don't sort of rehat like like full rehab and injuries is probably like a like a no for me but then that's when I point them off to my mate but like for me it's more I have like you know older people young people athletes as well people who just want to like you know lose like people who want to lose weight people who want to just like you know get shredded wheat like I literally got sort of a bit of everything and I quite like that it's it gives like a nice variety of for it as well so I do I do sort of attract quite yeah quite a bit or people is not i don't necessarily say just go for like you know i just want like just young people it's yeah i have every sort of everyone and everything really so i find yeah an athlete as well sort of another one and i find like you do get like the odd athlete who wants to sort of come along and work with and that's like i'm fine with that because that's some that's an area that i really specialized in uni as well so looking to like improve their performance and that sort of side of it as well um but yeah weight loss performance improvements like weight gain increasing muscle strength like sort of postural correctness everything like that just sort of yeah just a little bit of everything really so the only thing i just don't do is sort of rehab that's a bit of a no <laughs> that's when i'm like now that's out of my lane <laughs> yeah that's cool is it mad looking back 18 months you qualified 18 months ago and then now you're sort of sharing a business with a mate in a small independent gym yeah like i if you if you were to say 18 months ago and tell me this is where i'm going to be now i would have honestly just laughed at your face and just walked off i, I just, like i would have just been like nah like that is that's not going to happen like at all like me and my um because me and my mate like his, his name's sam he uh he i actually went to uni with him um and we worked really well together and he actually we actually ended up working in dw together and we found that like the like when we worked there it's like you know this could have been done better or i like, wish this could happen and stuff we used to talk about it all the time and it was like why don't we just do it and we sort of working together with it and we've worked quite well but even like me and him just like sit there like would you have put money on saying that me and you would have worked together like four years ago and i'm like not in a million years mate <laughs> like i would not have expected it or anything like, i wouldn't put any money on it i would honestly laugh and walked away <laughs> it's a cool but, life as well isn't it a cool life you're training people for money with your mate training people for money by your side like i don't really know what else you want in the no. fitness industry literally uh, yeah it's completely like opened my like sort of world up in terms of like opportunity and we're like well our like sort of dream now is to actually get like not just like the garage but like maybe even like expanding the garage out or getting our own little allotment place and have like a full big private gym where we can get like members coming in and stuff as well and actually have yeah. like a full and for me like that was something that i used to always say when i was younger like 
do you know what? like it'd be really cool if like i have my own gym and now i'm like this is kind of like a reality like it's not quite like it's like you know we've got like the little garage gym it's not quite like what like younger alex say had in his head but it's pretty much like going in that direction and it, it is kind of like surreal at times like i do sometimes turn up to work and i'm like i don't feel like i'm working like i just feel like i'm just going by every day as if it's like a normal like day because it doesn't it doesn't feel like i'm working but i am it's yeah it's a really it's a really weird sort of like thing to get your head around but i absolutely love it yeah you're totally right like you're totally right like if you look at say analyzing you we're on a podcast of use that's kind of what we're doing um but if you look at your trajectory and you go 18 months ago you qualify as a pt and then you're working in dw for a period of time you figure out that you've learned enough there and that's not quite for you. And then you start your own small independent gym. Yeah. It's in a garage. That's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. And then the next, the next step, you know, is, Oh, right. We get a slightly bigger, bigger facility. Maybe it's got a toilet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then next, and then before you, before you know it, you'll have a, a, a gym, which younger Alex would be so proud of. And you can't like, all you've got to do is carry on doing what you're doing, isn't it? Because you are just climbing that, that ladder to, to get there. Every, don't get me wrong, like we're looking at this straight line that goes from Alex qualifying to Alex owning a really cool gym with his mate. But there's, there's obviously going to be bits where you veer off and maybe something goes wrong or like things like that. And I experienced that in my, in my, own, in my own business and, and my own life. Like, everything's kind of playing out for you and is happening for the better not 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 the worse all the time you just kind of kind of like love the journey a little bit and it sounds like you're doing that and it's um working for you and it sounds super exciting to be fair mate yeah you you, one thing that i've sort of learned and not even just like in business but it's just like training with like your clients it's like teaching them how to just enjoy the process and just just go along every day and make every day worth it. Like, otherwise it's just, it's not going to work. And you know, you are, yeah, like you said, you are going to have like your bad days and it is going to dip, but then it's like those bad days and stuff as well, that that's where you're going to learn the most. And that's when it's going to come back and then it'll come back even better or stronger. And you just got to keep going with it. And just eventually you'll be up there and you'll be like, why was I ever worrying in the first place? And it's, yeah, it's, just enjoy the process. That's all I can say for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And the only way you can fail in that is by stopping or quitting, which is basically the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you were starting out again, you've mentioned a few bits of advice in there, but um, just reeling this back in. Um, what advice would you give a new personal trainer starting out? Anything that you haven't said already? I'll try and give some a bit more different um hmm. i think if you are just sort of starting out sort of know the end goal but then sort of know what step you're going to take as first step you know if you want to get to like sort of here it's not going to be you know say if we are going to use like the open up your own gym as an example like say if that's the end goal like right well that's the end goal but then what can you do to then you know help create that um create that person to have that gym and it's like even if it does mean you have to work in a commercial gym for a while or just get to know the gym environment and how it all works and so be it that's still one step forward 
and just take out each step as it comes and take it as each learning curve and then when you feel ready well I always say like you never really are ready but when you are sort of at that point then you can then make that step forward and every single time you have that little learning curve that's when you're going to be one step closer to that end goal so really know what that end goal is but then just know where you are and this is where you're going to start and then this is where the journey is going to take you absolutely awesome so last question to close off with here uh, what's next for you alex what is next for me hmm <laughs> i haven't thought of that one like quite for a while i um i think for me it is just sort of invest right now it is just investing into the gym that we have already um we want to expand the gym out a little bit anyway but we were aiming for about march time and have a, like basically like a massive gazebo thing going on the outside and hopefully if we're covid sort of related we can have like two people training at the same time um because right now we only can do like one person in like the gym at the time with like one trainer with sort of like when when like lockdown sort of like relaxes and stuff um but we want it to like get like nice and big and just keep putting equipment into there there's like things like dumbbells and stuff we want to invest in and we just really want to invest in that money into like that gym and stuff basically so i think for me the next step is just making that gym like pristine and perfect basically and just have it everything that we need for it and just that way we can just keep going with it and then all the equipment's all there we need to then open up the gym we have it all ready so that's probably the next step for me Mate, that's awesome, Alex. I want to applaud you, mate. It seems like the last 18 months you've been sort of like working your balls off and you've gone from zero to sort of 70 and you're not far off 100 pretty quickly. I think that's really, really awesome. Uh, if people have sort of yeah. resonated with you and your story and your, your journey so far, where can they sort of find you on the internet? Yes. Um, I don't actually have a website yet. That is another thing that I do want to sort of look at. However, my Instagram uh, or Facebook is A plus nutrition. So, and it's not plus, it's P L U S. Uh, as it's written down, but fortunately, I don't have any websites or anything. But yeah, Instagram and Facebook, that's where you'll find me the most. So, cool. Awesome, Alex. Thank you very much for your time. That's right. Thank you very much for having me. Ollie here. If you want to start a career like the people in this podcast have, jump into my DMs on Instagram at the PT trainer and message me. It's time. And I'll get back to you with all the information you need to start a personal training career. If you already started a personal training career and you need a little bit more assistance getting clients or developing a strategy to get clients, consider grabbing my book PT 101, 101 lessons for fresh faced personal trainers on Amazon. The link is also in my bio on Instagram at the PT Trainer. Thanks for listening.